0: Welcome, listeners, to perhaps the beginning of perhaps the end of this season of ensuing confusion. We are playing Scum and Villainy. I am your host, producer, game master, and just real glad to have you here, Connor Sheridan. Uh, I am joined today, as always, by Kitty playing Quell the Mystic.
1: I'm here, and I'm ready, but today... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm here and I'm ready to
2: play.
0: Me too. Catherine playing Gadget the mechanic?
2: That's me! Let's go crash this Landberg into the Reverend Assemblage. This will be fun.
0: <laughs> uh, Cleric playing Myriad the muscle?
3: Uh, can we just get this mission done? Can Just head on. I don't understand these uh, twists and turns we're doing here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there have been a few... Twists and turns, and Tony playing Augustine the speaker.
4: Happy four twenty, everyone. Augustine <laughs> yeah. is in fine form.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. we're, <laughs> we're oh, recording this right. on four twenty.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Please mark fine. off illicit drugs off of your character sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, culinary yeah. spices.
4: No, it no, actually I'm, is illicit drugs on my sheet.
0: <laughs> on 420 everybody gets to include that in their load for free it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> <take> <laughs> <the load>. yes
1: <laughs> but yeah no that's that's exciting and i was going to say that true adventurers never die there's no end there's no beginning there's just ensuing confusion
0: it's beautiful i like that mm-hmm. <laughs> the legend will never die
2: it was both threatening and inspirational Oh, that's <laughs> A true adventure would never die. <laughs> well,
0: <little laughs> scrubs out here dying, um, <laughs> uh, and we are rejoining um, on the Landberg of Subita with the the crew of the Beluga, um, preparing to make some make a big play here uh augustine had decided that you know honesty was the best policy when <laughs> telling for gasket the leader of the junkers about um why they needed to get into the ascending fortress um and it actually worked with decoy there to back you up your old your three-week-old pal decoy Maybe three weeks. The timeline's kind of, you know, it uh, it, it ebbs and flows. That's um, my
1: child. They're very <laughs> mm-hmm. Very capable. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, decoy, the artificial spirit. Artificial in the made-by-people sense, not in the not-a-real-thing sense. Um, and um, so the next step... After convincing Four Gasket and hopefully the Junkers that, okay, we need to go along with Flotilla Tanzanite's plans here for the, you know, the good of basically all of the Vast, and so that Subite doesn't just get friggin' scorched by Flotilla Tanzanite as they uh, pursue their mission of um, reaching the Reverend Assemblage. Uh, the next step was to see if you could bring the delts on board. Um, uh, and as we went from the, the manifold, the Ascending Fortress's manifold clicking into place at, um, the, the reaching out of Quell and Decoy, we saw, um, Augustine and Gadget emerging into the light of the, um, the sort of little encampment slash barricade, slash you know I, I guess mostly encampment encampment barricade pretty much covers it of the the delts who had been there to basically choke out the junkers from being able to keep uh, keep their expedition going into the uh, ascending fortress and we saw um There was initially some shouts like, you know, they, they, the Junkers thought that maybe the, um, they're not, sorry, the Delts thought that maybe the Junkers had finally given up, were emerging, but then they recognized Augustine and they quickly recognized Gadget and we saw Gadget's father, who hasn't seen her in what, like a Mm year-ish, uh, recognize, um, Gadget too, and with tears of pride in his eyes say, that's my daughter over there, and Aww. And I realized I didn't give him a good enough voice, so he said, That's my daughter over there! Uh, and stood up, knocking his chair back, and walked, walked over, I'd say, stopping about 20 feet from you, 20 feet from you and Gadget and Augustine. And there's a few beats pass, and, uh... Marlon kind of shifts from one side to the other and says, Well, uh, hey, hey, Gidge. Good to see ya. Uh,
2: Gadget puts her hand out for a handshake because it's a little too soon for a hug.
0: <laughs> Marlon looks down at it, lo- looks up at uh, Gadget, looks up at, over at Augustine, like, shuffles forward awkwardly all the other delts are like just completely silent um i think he has of course like a giant meaty hand so we just get a mm-hmm. shot of like it just enclosing uh gadgets so and just like shaking it up and down and says uh you're 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 looking you're looking well kiddo uh,
2: gadget kind of gives Augustine a stink guy because you know he was the one to convince her to come out here and she pulls out from her bug-out bag a overly neatly folded letter goes to hand it to Marlin. At the last moment, kind of gets a little flustered. He's like, you know what? Yeah, what I, on second thought, don't read that. It, it's stupid. It, it's not important. It, just don't worry about it. It's just... Uh, it's great seeing you again, I guess. It's just that, well, my captain asked me to write you this letter because I... Look, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay, it's is that what you wanted to hear? I, I just, I don't, I don't want. I don't. I didn't think. I don't. I don't want to have to say I'm sorry. Okay. I left here. I, I left Subita because I was afraid that I just didn't belong here. I, 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 I'm not good with authority figures. You know that. I can never see myself with adults. And oh, Boson on on the sand fishing docks. You see these nerd arms? I'm not built for that. <laughs> I, I need to be out there, out, out in the vast. I, I was just, I was afraid that this place would just, you know, hold me back. But, Dad, Marlon, I can't be afraid of you or this place or anything else anymore. And maybe we can pick up where we left off? It sounds like we'll be sticking around here for a while.
0: Just... <laughs> You're sticking around? I thought I thought you were going to blow right out of town. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised you still stuck around after that scene you made. Uh, figured, you know, you, you figured I'd get wise to your trail and you'd beat feet. That's the plan! Well, it was, but
2: there's a new plan! Oh! And I don't have to explain it, because the captain's here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, uh, just, um, Marlin holds up one massive, meaty finger in front of Augustine's face and is like, One one moment, Cap. Now, Gage. Gage. Mm. Uh, you know I, I gotta tell your ma I saw you, right? She'd be real mad if I didn't.
2: No, the plan is just for Mom to think I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna cut it anymore, Gage. We've been looking for you for a few months.
2: Mm. <sighs> Guess I didn't think my clever plan all the way through. Guess he would eventually talk to each other eventually.
0: Oh yeah, we got back together for a hot minute there. Uh, that's done now. But I don't uh, want to hear that. No, it was real. Pa- yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, hot and cold. That's the way we've always been. And he kind of turns to Augustine for a minute, like, boy, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff we got enough to over the years.
2: And that's why I'll <laughs> never talk about my relationships in front of my daughter. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, if, uh, I think if I don't do that, she's, uh, she's probably gonna put a bounty on my head, so, you know. Sorry. <laughs> ah, keeps getting better. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's this about the new plan? Mm.
4: You sure you don't want to take a gadget?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Great news! <laughs> so...
2: I've always been against members of authority, right? Uh, I've always been uncomfortable about, you know, New World Orders. Great news. We might not have to worry about that for very much longer. <laughs> um, and you well, know I mean- what? I, I got to see the Vast out there. And maybe other people have the opportunity to see it, too.
0: Gadget, I gotta tell you, I don't exactly know where you're going with this, but uh, it's just great to hear the sound <laughs> of your voice.
2: All right, that's great, that's enough people for one day. It's great to meet you two again, Marlin. See you again.
4: <laughs> what Gadget is trying to say is <laughs> there are some forces at work that are going to be nigh unstoppable in what they want to accomplish. And we believe we have a way for them to get what they want and for everyone to make it to safety.
0: Hmm. More unstoppable than these. And he, he does flex. And the other nice. delts, when they see him flex, they start to flex along with him. Uh, not all of them, <laughs> but like, you know, kind of his inner circle.
4: Yeah, as impresses and as... Wonderful as that is to look at. Yes, more powerful than those.
1: Wait, I've got a question. How long has Gadget been missing? Like not been home?
4: About a year.
1: About a year. So basically your your dad has an entire year worth of unintentionally embarrassing you to get out of his system. (laughs) So like this flexing is just the start.
0: And I think, um, Marlon just says, well, shit, that's a new one on me. That sounds rough. Uh, Is this true, Gadget? Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Uh, that is our goal.
0: Safety.
2: Yes, correct. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh. Does there have
2: to be this many people around?
0: (laughs) Oh, you, you, you want to talk in private?
2: Oh,
0: that'd be fantastic, yes. Yeah, uh, hey. Clear out of the tent. And, uh, Marlon points, hollers at a tent, and, uh, a few of the delts kind of, like, come running out with their canasta boards. And they're like, oh, yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Marlon. Yep, you got it. He's like, I told you not to play canasta in there anyway. Uh, you get too rowdy when you're playing canasta. It's bad for the whole... We are trying to make an impression on the Junkers, and you're in their playing... Okay, sorry. Anyway, let's head to the tent. Uh, and yeah, there's a little tent in there with a little table set up. Um, the other uh, delts kind of start giving you some room. They're still keeping an eye on the Junkers inside because, you know, they, they haven't heard anything to the contrary. Um, but you have a, a little privacy here.
4: So... Your Landberg is very unique in that it has some technology incorporated to it that can assist it in moving.
0: Yeah, that's where we're trying to get those damn junkers out of there so they don't wreck it any worse than it already is.
4: Well, you know about spirits, right?
0: I heard them. Heard tell. Everybody's heard some campfire stories.
4: Well, they are more than campfire stories, um, and there is a flotilla of them that wants to use Subida.
0: Use it, like, like what?
4: They want to use it as a boat.
0: <coughs> ah, that's a big boat.
4: But uh, uh, where
0: are they headed? He's clearly yeah. just going along with this, like he's not buying it yet.
4: They're uh, planning on using it to get to the uh, assemblage.
0: This—that's—that's uh, that's what they've been calling that continent thing, right? The big one. Yep. Oh, so you it's... know what continents are? Good. Um. <laughs> oh my God, Gadget! I read newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading that damn uh, uh, the Chronicle Semphor. I get that. <laughs> I had to run a big retraction the other day. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um but the Revenant Assemblage isn't just making continents. It's they're they're harvesting spirits as an energy source. It, 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 they, Marlin, that's murder. That that that's genocide and that's evil. And we, we can stop them. Me and my crew, we can put an end to all this. But
0: we need your help. So so now not only got spirits we got spirits they're turning into All right what what do you what do you need from me? Gidget? what can I what the heck I got to do with this?
2: In order for us to do this, we need to make sure that Bert and the rest of the Azure fleet do not make it to the core of the Ascending Fortress.
0: Bert? Uh, v- you mean that that uh indigo guy?
4: That's the one.
2: I I'd feel like he's not going to be very sympathetic to
4: our cause. You see, The uh, Ascending Fortress, with what it can do with Subita, it could give them an extremely powerful weapon. If Indigo Analytics gets a hold of this, if they even see what's inside, they're not going to let Subita go free. They're going to use it themselves and potentially put a lot of lives at danger.
0: They're they're not even supposed to set foot on the Landbergs unless they got some kind of active state interest. You're saying they're going to try to take the whole damn thing over?
4: I mean, they're the ones that own the skies. And if they find out that this can fly, that they can control it?
0: All right, all right. I follow you, I follow you. But, like, (laughs) I mean, how are they even going to find out?
4: So the Junkers have already spoken with them and they're, they're good to leave and get to safety with all of this that I'm telling you, but they had Privateers coming in to help clear the way, clear you out.
0: Four, four's got the damn Privateers on the line? That well. two timing snake bringing in troops to Subita? This just doubles down what I was thinking about those bastards.
2: And that's well. why you can't trust them.
4: This is the Junker's gadget. Can't trust anybody. <laughs> Do you trust me?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Aww. That's different, and you
4: know it. Well, sometimes we have to extend that trust just a little bit farther. The Junkers want to get out to safety. You want to see your family, friends, everyone that you grew up with here get out to safety. Maybe not all of them, but, you know.
1: But all of your family and friends, some of them can stay. The, the, the
4: people that you grew up with was the ones I was infirming. Not all of them, dear loved
2: ones, <laughs> to uh, whom it may concern. <laughs> you got a lot more
1: uh, letters to write, there, friend.
0: At this point, it seems like um, Marlin is steadily realizing that, like, you aren't joking or just trying to spin a tall tale to get out of some trouble. Like, this is way too involved the stakes are too high Um, and and he kind of scoots back on his stool
4: and if he did have any questions I would ask Gadget to you know show something with the power glove that has an artifact embedded in it
2: oh and I definitely have paperwork in my bug out bag with all of my conspiracy diagrams
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, tell me there's like some kind of table in that in that wonderful tent. Like of course they're playing canasta and uh, yeah, where you can lay it all out. You'd be like, all right, hold on.
0: <laughs> uh I think if you if you do lay it out, then like uh Marlin would like cast an eye over it for like a second and a half and then just look back up at you and <laughs> be like You know, Gidge, I ain't really got a head for all this, uh, intrigue, but I'll tell you one thing. You're my blood, and, uh, it sounds like you found yourself an extended family while you were out there, and if you trust them, then I trust them, I guess. Eh, I'm... I'm not going anywhere. Subita's my home. But I guess if Subita's gotta go somewhere... Then I, I'd, I'd rather you were the one at the steering wheel, Gadget.
2: I'm not actually really good at
5: steering things.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. So these privateers, you say they're on the way now?
4: Yeah, they're on their way. So what our uh, thoughts were was that. The the flotilla, these spirits—they have all of the abandoned sky ships um, mm-hmm. that went below below the the clouds, the fog.
0: Gosh, oh, oh, sure, of course. The the campfire ghosts stole a bunch of ships. Yeah, all right. Keep going. Yeah.
4: So <laughs> we're we're looking at a trade. Everybody here gets the ships so that you can all make it off to safety, and they get to take Subi to. To the uh, assemblage to see if they can stop whatever they're doing to the landbergs and the spirits. See,
0: (laughs) you keep saying safety. You're not going to, like, crash it, right? Like, Subita's still going to be Subida.
4: It still will be, but once you make it to the assemblage, you're stuck there. So, trade in the ships. Those who don't want to go, have a way out. Hmm.
0: I guess that seems like a fair enough bargain as any have heard tonight I mean uh, like I said I'm not going anywhere I don't think hey uh, and like you see somebody peeking into the tent and they like scatter they scurry away uh, I don't think a lot of them are gonna want to go anywhere either but um yeah it's it's good for folks to have that option I've I haven't heard much about what what it's like on that continent uh And, uh, that's, uh, that's a little scary, but, uh, honestly, I'd rather see it on my home than try to start all over someplace else.
4: Makes perfect sense.
0: So, I guess you need us to help you buy some time, huh?
4: Uh, would be appreciated, and if we, uh... Go back in, we can let the Junkers know that everything's good and they can come out and help you buy us some time.
0: And he just kind of like thumps a fist on the table and is like, well, this is not how I saw this day going.
4: He Uh, stands up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, says, Gadget, once this is done, you, um, I mean, you don't, you don't gotta stick around, but if you decide to, you'll uh, you'll always have a place. And uh, like even before you can respond, he like turns away and heads out of the tent flat.
1: Oh, catch it! Your gruff criminal daddy is like oddly like like heartstring
2: pulling. Shut up! I don't <laughs> not crying. Just have sand in my eyes. Shut up. <laughs>
4: uh, Augustine I'll just you know. Put his hand on Gadget's shoulder and give you a comforting squeeze. Doesn't say anything.
0: All right. So I think we can we can zoom out at this point, right? Um, the you talk to the delts. Uh, Marlin has enough sway that he's able to get the word out, and um, you know, with uh, with Gadget here to kind of you know he he, he trusts her implicitly, so this he doesn't that's all the proof he needs really Uh, the conspiracy sheets do make a good presentation (laughs) um and you know the the junkers begin to emerge everybody kind of looks at each other warily and you start you know the beginning of some some cooperation here um as this begins i'm going to tick up the vert solution clock once more um and you basically have I think everybody will have the chance to make some kind of preparation, some kind of move here before the the privateers are upon you. Um, you can probably see like in the distance um, you know the um the hazy uh oh gosh, what are they called? Ha- like kind of the hazy heat coming off of the sand in a desert. Illusion. Mirage.
5: Mirage, yeah, mirage,
0: thank you. Uh, through the mirages, you you think you might see, like, the silhouettes of their, uh, sandboats on the horizon, but you do have some time. So, uh, what are you gonna do?
1: So, let me get this straight. I want to make sure I understand this, because this really does affect, like, the stakes are already quite high, mm-hmm. but maybe this is the first time I'm really registering that the, um i don't know if it was specifically the protectorate affairs or the privateers or if it was most of the azure empire that they that they shouldn't be coming onto like a landberg that they shouldn't be occupying a landberg so essentially the azure fleet the azure empire is bringing their privateers which is like their armed forces onto a onto a landberg outside of wartime to basically attempt to commandeer the Lamberg?
4: Well, no. the The Junkers called for help from them. That's kind of the concern, though, that they might do that if they find out the power that Subita has. Okay, mm-hmm. so
1: they don't necessarily know that Subita is capable of that. Or is no. it that the Junkers put out the call for help And the Privateers specifically are responding because the Azure Empire has some sense.
0: Uh, I think from what you can pick up as you're talking to the junkers, um, uh, you know, uh, everybody's kind of getting on the same page here, is that the junkers uh, Four didn't come to Vert. It was more the other way around. Um, when they were talking at that conference, you know, this dig had already begun. It hadn't really gotten to this desperate point it was now, but there were already some difficulties. Um, and Vert basically offered assistance uh, to Four. Seems seemed like he was trying a new tact, you know, rather than competing directly like he had on Dig 112, which didn't really, you know, work out in his favor. Mm-hmm. um and uh it it seemed like um four had decided to take him up on that favor because you know things mm-hmm. were running close to the wire
1: right. now did four know that that help involved the privateers
0: she probably uh probably not she okay. probably just knew that uh, it was going to help clear out the delts in some way. I doubt Vert would have been, you know, too specific about his methods.
1: It seems like Marlin was particularly surprised that the privateers were getting involved. And so it seems like that's like an unusual escalation. Mm-hmm. And to see an unusual escalation like that in what could just be like kind of a squabble on a on a somewhat backwater land, bird, um, I mean, not as backwater as some of the other ones we've been on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, I don't want to sell subito short, but um, that that tells me that the Azure Empire, or at least some people in the Azure Empire, might have a better sense of what this land bird can do um, than we may already know. Like that, it, that while the junkers were going in exploratory, that the Indigo Analytics, you know, and Vert specifically, might have some sense of what Subita holds.
0: Potentially. I mean, uh, I think Augustine, what you know Vert is that he is ambitious and he is well-connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he sees something that he thinks will be an asset, you know, he will, he's going to make moves toward it. Uh, and it seems like, you know, he, t- he took a lesson from Dig 112 that kind of like the the soft approach of just like waiting out the Junkers didn't work out for him that time um but yeah it certainly is possible that somebody in the empire has some some understanding of the uh the sending fortress you you can't be sure it's an interesting theory
1: well the other thing to think about too is like if the privateers board Subita and especially if that isn't something that's typically done unless there's like a serious serious issue that's like threatening the state um how would Subita and like the locals react cuz like that's like a That's a pretty big deal. Would that essentially be the equivalent of someone like marching the national guard into your, like into your city?
0: Yeah, pretty close. I mean, you know, they could just argue like in our world, you know, a compelling state interest, um, uh, you know, eminent domain kind of thing, but it would not, it would be very out of the usual, out of the normal. And chances are people would not be happy about it.
1: So like for the Azure even a branch of it like indigo analytics to make that choice of bringing in the privateers which they're going to argue they're doing to help the junkers but almost certainly not you know like that choice shows that they're willing to risk basically angering an entire landberg to get a hold of what whatever is driving them to bring the privateers
0: in Mm -hmm. um and you know that things Things are shifting for the empire too. It seems like the Azure Empire is has recently had some security concerns. You picked up that rumor, Augustine, that there was actually an attempt made on the Empress's life by some of those strange armors, those strange figures in strange armor. Um, so yeah, it seems like things are escalating.
1: That's a pretty big deal. I also find it really interesting that at least a portion of the Empire seems to be having some pretty significant or at least aligning with people who have a conflict with the purples, given that didn't the Empire basically form underneath the Empress and one of the ancestors of the purples?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, relationships. Myriad
1: would (laughs) know. Okay, this is all fascinating and also very concerning because, you know, uh, and of course, like, me, the players thinking of this through out loud, because Quell is busy in the manifold, which is all just clicked into place. And I'm kind of just piecing together the clues that you've given us as players. This is this is very fascinating and also very concerning because if we were already worried about what might happen to the people of Subita if they didn't manage to get off Subita when Subita was basically parked on the the continent that's forming that my name, my brain just playing on the name of. If we were concerned about them there, now we have to be concerned about the fact that literally armed forces are coming onto the Landberg, uh, to enforce somebody's, you know, will over probably a group of people who are largely not as heavily armed as, I don't know, the, the military. So I think, you know, that's also something to think about. Concern for, for the people of Supita, especially Marlin. This adorable, gruff crime
0: daddy. <laughs> he's that a godfather? He's a, he's a crime daddy.
1: Well, he's a father, he's a daddy, who's also an organized crime.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, I posted a picture of him in the Discord. He,
1: yes, he's shown those guns. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a Marlin. Uh, A swordfish a very buff swordfish at a bar this is is pretty specific (laughs) a buff hard-drinking
1: marlin (laughs) now really I feel like the people of Subita are the ones who are getting caught between two very significant opposing forces and that they might wind up in a lot of danger
0: Mm -hmm. they might speaking Mm -hmm. of which um, so yeah, I think this is the moment to determine like who's going where, right? Um, mm-hmm. who's working on what, uh, amongst you, because you have, you have sort of two things you're pursuing here, right? You want to keep the, uh, privateers from breaching the ascending fortress and, um, you know, kind of, uh, ascertaining its power, taking it for themselves, and mm-hmm. you also want to get yourselves into the core of the Ascending Fortress with decoy so that mm-hmm. you can set it on a course towards the Reverent Assemblage. Uh, not not a crash course, a docking course with the Reverent mm-hmm. Assemblage. Yes. You don't want crashing. You prefer docking. Gentle yeah. docking. Some crashing has been happening. Uh, Chalice told you about that. But uh, that's not what you're going for here.
4: No one was lying to me in those conversations between like four gas to the junkers and uh marlin right they're all
0: uh four was being evasive about who she owed debts to but yeah uh... but
4: like in terms of going through with this plan that was they were good with that
0: yeah i don't think anything um buzzed your little your little radar there your lie sonar okay uh yeah and I, I it's. Uh, I appreciate you asking because I do try to keep that in mind. But you know, sometimes I forget. So if there ever, if ever there's anything where you're like, hmm, then please do feel free <laughs> to ask.
4: Oh yeah, it all felt good. I just kind of forgot that I had it, so I just figured I'd ask. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what's what's the play? Who <gasps> is going to try and stay out front? And if any, you could you could just leave it to the Junkers and the Delt's. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to be out there to help, I mean, if, if it comes to, you know, flinging caster, uh, caster rounds back and forth, you know, you have somebody who's, who's pretty good at that. Um, but you know, they they could also be useful in the interior potentially. So what's the plan?
4: If I stay out, I can slow them down. I can try and talk them down.
3: Hmm, but if I stay out, I can just shoot them.
4: Well, if <laughs> I both. fail to talk them down, then you can just shoot.
1: Mary's going <laughs> to take out some privateers.
4: <laughs> Mom and dad can't decide on a, on a plan again. Okay, <laughs>
3: look, Augustine, I didn't want to get into this whole whatever the heck is going on out there. So as fun as it would be to shoot people, I'm going into the rest of this ascending fortress because it sounds like more fun.
4: It, it really does. I mean,
3: if you want to go talk to people, you can go do that.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, what's whatever what's everyone else uh
1: thinking? I'm just still heavily amused that Myriad was like, "I could go help outside," until it sounded like outside was going to involve more talking than fighting, and was like, "Never mind, I'll stay." <sighs>
0: <then."> <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look. At, let's look at that uh, cool uh, ability um, that Gusta just got that I think is. Uh, let's, let's see. Yeah. That,
4: uh, Disarming. When, uh, yeah yeah whenever i use a gambit while speaking hostilities and danger also pause while i speak so if i talk for a really long
0: time
1: oh my god you're gonna save us all with a filibuster <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, to be uh that that is very much powerful and could be very handy but you know you have to spend a gambit every time you do it and i know like you know we're Chances are this is a, an, an intense and a dramatic enough scene that we're going to zoom in more than just saying, like, you talk once and that's it, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, You're going to need to be able to bring more to bear on that. So if you wanted Augustine to just be able to fully, fully talk tank you through the whole thing, then Augustine would be spending all of your gambits and there would still be the potential for trouble to arise on consequences. So um, I'm just saying you can't count on that to you know, a hundred percent, make sure no hostilities do arise out there.
4: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd be, I think I'd also rather stay with the group because I don't, I don't want to leave them all. I know they can take care of themselves, but we made it this far together.
1: I would like to point to my Augustine beliefs that Augustine can seduce or charm anyone or anything anywhere, letting him and us get out of trouble. So, if anybody could seduce all of the privateers, allowing us to not die, it would be
2: Augustine. Augustine wouldn't even have to seduce all the privateers, just the ship. Hopefully, it'll become also sentient and then seduce it so it'll never land.
1: That is true. I said anyone or anything.
2: You did say anything. anything, Anywhere. (laughs) Gadgets of two minds. On one hand, the Ascending Fortress is her jam. on the other hand, uh these are my people, not that I care anything what whatever, Aww. but uh
1: some of these these gruff delts probably like changed your little children of the wire diapers.
3: <laughs> look these delts have guns uh they showed them to us very uh muscularly <laughs> uh and also. <laughs> The Junkers have guns. We handed them to them. So I think they'll be fine. We should just go.
5: Yeah.
1: No, I I agree. Although my concern about more people being armed is that like, I'm almost like, oh, God, does that mean that the privateers will be more likely to just shoot first and ask questions later? Because they'll be like, Uh. well, they were armed.
2: Don't say that. I'm going to feel guilty for not helping them then. And that's not an emotion I want to feel right now.
0: Oh, no! Well, Gadget, from what you know of the mission with Decoy, um, you're probably going to need to do some... Well, not you. Somebody is going to need (laughs) to do something with the core once you get Mm -hmm. into the terminal core. Um,
1: You're going to have to hack the planet. And by planet, I mean lander.
0: Now, anybody can do any action, you know, just there's no such thing as being, oh, you're unskilled, you can't do it. Um, But from what you've you've seen, you've you've uh, been uh, a dab hand at making your way around these this old strange precursor tech.
1: I feel like if anybody and not necessarily anybody uh, needs to, but if anybody chose to stay out to assist with the privateers, it would be good unless you were a highly skilled rifleist like armsman or whatever the proper term is you'd want to steer away from shooting because while it is true that the junkers are now armed many of them are armed for the first time in their life and just having a gun doesn't know, mean you necessarily know how to use it well, especially against trained personnel.
0: Mm. Yeah. And um,
4: I can see. always. Uh, well, that absolves me of that. guilt.
0: Let's
2: do this.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but I, I'm specifically saying this not in the like, so somebody should stay, but more in the like, oh God, I hope it doesn't come to shooting because I think we might see some people die.
5: Mm. I'll, I'll convey
4: <laughs> that to Marlin.
1: So in order for none of us to see
3: people die, we should just all go into the
2: fortress. (laughs) I like that idea. Running away from your problems. It always works. Let's do this.
1: Gadget's like, this feels familiar. I feel ready. I'm I'm good at this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now just tell the the privateers that you're going to live with the Ascending Fortress and tell the Ascending Fortress you're going to live with the privateers. And then that's... You're good for a year. Done. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> there you go.
1: How did they never catch on? Was their split really that acrimonious?
2: Yeah, when your parents don't talk to each other, you can say whatever you want, and apparently, all works out in
0: the end for one year. <laughs> they did catch on. They just didn't find gadgets. Yeah, but
5: like,
0: it <laughs> on no longer <eventually>. my problem.
1: <laughs> they caught on eventually, but not like if eventually, as in like, gadget was able to get off the entire Landberg and go have adventures.
3: Yep. <laughs> that's true they did also eventually talk to each other
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah they uh...
2: disgusting <laughs> oh they were kissing and everything on it's gross
1: <laughs> you know what we need is we need someone who's really good at making a distraction
0: where is solomon <laughs> um solomon is probably working on uh... Lobster Lash right now.
1: I feel like if the Delts and Solomon Purple could somehow work together, they could make a giant crustacean filled field distraction that yeah, like... But the, but the Delts not...
4: aren't, aren't mm-hmm. at good terms with the Purples. That's why all of this is... right. right?
0: Yeah. Maybe they could they aren't, but Solomon isn't on good terms with the Purples right now either.
1: That is true. He pissed his <laughs> sister right the hell off.
0: Yep.
3: That may or may not have had to do with something that Myriad did.
5: <laughs> that is true.
1: In fact, if you think about it, Solomon is on bad terms with the rest of his family because Myriad and Gadget, the daughter of a prominent delt went and made him cry or made them cry <laughs> at, a, at a hotel pool. Like, this could be, this could be your inn.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the triplets would probably have partial cloudy on his ass after the shenanigans we've been pulling.
1: <laughs> true. Although, yeah. also, really I seem really think... exasperated. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No,
3: yeah. Also, I don't think we have time to go get Solomon Purple and come back here and take care of all of this.
1: That is very true.
3: We have a little bit of a time crunch. Uh...
1: No, you're absolutely right. Although, if anybody could do it quickly, it's be <laughs> Solomon, because Solomon's very well, passionate about speed.
0: Well, he if you wanted speed. to... <laughs> yeah it's so- true it's all about speed that's one of Solomon's four five or possibly six core principles <laughs> um, if one of you wanted to frame this as a flashback um, it would be at least one stress because we didn't have much indication that you were going to have a plan like this going in
5: That
0: is um, true. All right, but
2: we, we, it would be okay. doable we have to do this because Solomon was in the first episode
0: he has to be the last Solomon's so yeah so I mean cool. what do you want to do <laughs> this could be a flashback
3: Myriad is not going to this one Uh, not after what has transpired more recently (laughs) Myriad is avoiding Solomon for right now Mm -hmm. oh no
1: wait I don't remember why Myriad's involved uh, avoiding Solomon what did Myriad do?
0: Oh, Myriad, no. uh... may have shot a person, and, like, the <laughs> purples yeah. might, you know, not be super cool about that. I mean, they were, tr- to be clear, for, like, the fifth time, they were absolutely trying to kill you you folks. It's not like those were warning shots. But, you know, <laughs> like, when, 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 uh, crew members get aced, you know, pe- people get mad.
1: That is true. I wonder... Well, it would really depend on who was going and what they wanted to say and whether they wanted to like bring Solomon in on whether, you know, on the fact that they would be a distraction or whether they just wanted to kind of like wind Solomon up and let Solomon go in the middle of it all. (laughs) Which could (laughs) absolutely happen.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, we could explain this as being basically you wanted Solomon as an ace in the hole for when you were sneaking into the Ascending Fortress, right? Or even um, for somehow contending with Vert's uh, plans, because you you were privy to Vert's plans that, you know, That's he had smart. something cooking in advance. Um, it wouldn't have been specifically, okay, I need you to run out and join the defense of the Ascending Fortress with the Junkers and the Delts, because that that all no. came out now. But we could, you know, I think it would probably be one... Uh, one, maybe two stress, but probably a one stress flashback to somehow bring Solomon Purple in here. But you still have to say, like, what is it you actually want Solomon Purple to do? Yeah. <laughs> and so, who's framing so the scene? This
1: is me thinking, right? This is not, like, let's do this plan for sure. This is, like, how could we leverage what we know about Solomon and what Solomon is really good at into helping us with our original plan which was getting into the ascending fortress without interruption through use of distraction, um, mm-hmm. and then also continue that forward in a way that would cause enough of a uh, enough chaos or enough distraction to prevent the privateers from being effective, either in harming others or in breaching the fortress.
0: Yeah. And we don't have to be too precious about no. like, oh, well, we have to frame this in some way that it would have made sense that we do this before. And no, no, no. it's it's fine. It's fine. You know, we just well, we could decide what we want from Solomon now and we can make it sen- make sense after the fact.
1: Solomon is kind of a larger than life character, part of a larger than life family, and now is working with a local Subitan legend. Right. Mm-hmm. Working with um, Zinc. I you know,
0: jacket lists Zinc Garland, yes. <laughs> right?
1: Well, this is just, like, a new era of Zinc Garland, because Zinc is working with, uh, with Solomon on Lobster Lash. And I'm wondering, like, when someone's going to do, like, a big new event, sometimes they do, like, demos or parades, right? Like... Uh-huh. You know, and I would think uh-huh. the area outside the offending fortress would be a great place for people to gather to see some kind of big display. So mm-hmm. like if we could use the the draw that zinc garland and um, a performer like Solomon Purple would have and bring in all of these like, or at least a few um, sand crustaceans, like I can see it being difficult for people to navigate who, you know. People like the privateers and stuff, a difficult for them to navigate through there in an easy, clear way. we be crowding the streets, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of like a lobster lash demonstration in the middle of the streets. <laughs> 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 I think that's very up Solomon's alley to try to mm-hmm. get people to come back to lobster lash right? by mm-hmm. bringing it to the area around the ascending fortress, where there are people uh, already gathered around, because uh, there's people camped out, um, and then there's people trying to see what's happening.
4: Well, and there's a marketplace it, it too. It makes isn't sense there?
2: because if you're trying to start up Lobster Lash, you're going to need to get you know the approval from the Crime Parent Teacher Association. So you're going to have to get approval <laughs> from adults. That is uh, true.
1: And Solomon is specifically acting against the wishes of their family at this point. And so any contention between the purples and the delts, Solomon might just be like, Solomon, Solomon's not mean spirited. It doesn't seem like Solomon might be like, this could be evidence of us working together. So I I could totally see it because Solomon, Solomon's not mean. Solomon also is either incredibly sneaky and I've just never caught on because they're so sneaky. Or they're just a consummate show person. They're like, they are a performer. They're good at drawing people in. And they also know if they're starting from the ground up on something that's basically become defunct, they can't expect people to to go to them. They need to go to where the people are. And the people are all around the Ascending Fortress for some
0: reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I like this image. I think it's fun. Um, Quell, it sounds like you're kind of Taking the lead here? Do you want to spend the stress and make the action? Because this is actually, going to be an
2: action. I hate to step on your toes, Quell, but I'm actually ready for anything. Uh, Hell yeah!
1: And I mean, you definitely believe you
2: me. Anything adjacent to zinc garland, I have prepared, so I can totally be the hype person for this impromptu lobster lash par- parade. Beautiful. And hey, I know somebody from the delts, so you do. That you know, yeah, and passing.
1: also kind
2: of seem to have, like, cowed Solomon a little bit. Solomon <laughs> yep. seems a little intimidated by you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were cool! Let's go on a parade!
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so, quote, spend the one stress, which just means your first flashback costs zero stress. Nice work, nice. Gadget. Gadget's um, so amazing. And then I think this will be a risky standard... I mean, like... Uh, well, what, are, what action are you taking here? Are you gonna, are you trying to bully Solomon Purple into, like, this this prodotion stuff? Like, you are not moving nearly fast enough on this. You need to have a goddamn parade. You need to have it this, like, next morning.
2: Oh, or- absolutely. I'm going to go full bossy mode here. I have all the overblown, undeserved confidence of a little girl who bullied a mafia guy once. So, I mean- what, what do you think? Do you think that's more of a command or...
4: You're a mafia girl bullying a mafia guy.
2: That's not a mafia princess, guys. It's just cry PT. It's totally different. Maybe
1: Solomon wants to impress you. Maybe Solomon has kind of like developed a a slightly frightened respect for you. And, you know, now you're coming in and being like, you know, what would be actually cool?
0: Solomon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't embarrass me from Zinc Garland.
0: So, I think if you hadn't already successfully bullied the hell out of Solomon Purple, this would be risky limited. But you have, so he is a little afraid of you now. So, it's it's a risky standard command.
1: Poor Solomon, is Solomon such a sweet person?
0: Or <laughs> they, sorry, I was using he. Uh, yeah, Solomon right, Purple, uh, they're, they're a little afraid of you now. I'm sorry, what's the position? Risky standard for command. Uh, and as always, there's gambits to spend. You have three of them, since you refreshed. That is do. Nice. Um, actually, uh, Quill spent one, but got it right back on that awesome crit last time. That is true. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, Devil's Bargains. Uh, Assist.
2: Okay. Uh, should I use the gambit, or should I do a Devil's Bargain?
1: Ooh, I kind of like the idea of a... Well, I think gambits are great, and I totally support you using one if you so decide. Uh-huh. I would also ask what the devil's bargain might be because I have this amazing like vision of somehow you as a daughter of a of, uh, leader of the delts somehow getting the delts like in like involved with lobster lash despite it being Solomon's deal but like I think you should we should go with whatever you like and I also want to hear what the devil's bargain is uh-huh.
2: we got to hear what the devil's bargain is it's last episode we got to do outrageous uh-huh. takes right right
0: the, I think My. the devil's bargain is just a good old-fashioned escalation. Um, the parade is going to get out of hand, and there's going to be a lot of civilians around.
1: Well, define out of hand. Uh,
0: like, there will be lots more people in the area of the Ascending Fortress to potentially get hurt. We don't want people to get hurt. Well, I don't know.
1: I'm not the one making this decision.
0: But, I, you know, I, I think that kind of is based on what you're doing. All right. Uh, that means you get an extra D six.
2: Ah, those were holy shit terrible. Well, <laughs> wait,
1: of course it's a success, right? A, a it's a
2: success. It's, it's a, a success? success. If it was a pass fail situation,
0: maybe. But I mean,
1: they're not giving letter grades, right? You're
0: good. <laughs> um. So I'm kind of like picturing the parade scene from. Uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie with like yes. all the cool floats and stuff. Yes, um, I'm sure they able to get everybody is able to get floats together real quick, right?
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, I bet Solomon
0: is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, lobsters, uh, lobsters leading the procession. Um, I think uh, you know you've got uh, zinc, uh, zinc standing up on uh, like uh, probably like. No, she's probably on the in the saddle on a sandbasket and waving to the crowd. Um, so I will surface some clocks here. Vert solution is going to take up to full after this once you're inside. So I'll just get rid of these clocks nice. except for overflow, which you could still use.
1: I can kind of imagine Gadget using computers a lot like Ed.
0: from Cowboy Bebop. Most Mm -hmm. definitely. Okay. I have revealed some clocks. Two halves. One half you want empty, one half you want full. Uh, The delts break is a four-step clock, representing the will of the uh, delts to continue buying you time. Not necessarily, you know, them all getting killed or anything. Like, if it comes to fire... Chances are some people are going to die, but this is really just about them, like, breaking as a defensive unit. Same goes for the Junkers, who are only a 3 o'clock, because uh, they're not quite as good at fighting. And then we have the Privateers break, which is a 10 because Oh
4: because they're
0: pretty good at fighting. Uh, they're pretty, you know, they've got their orders there marching. Uh, and... So we had a standard effect here, so I think slowing down the privateers enough here and getting them out of sorts enough um, that we'll put two ticks on it. But now I need to think, and I think the consequence here, which is a risky consequence, is I'm going to put... I think I'll just put one tick on the delts break and one tick on the junkers break to represent... um. If people are getting mixed up in the the parade, it's hard for people to keep their marks. Um, and you know, it's it's hard to wage a good tactical operation with all this uh with all these civilians in the area.
1: Oh man. So they're trying you to can give resist them, like these. cover so they could do some like guerrilla stuff if they needed to, but instead they couldn't resist the parade.
0: <laughs> Who can resist a parade? <laughs> So, yes, uh, everyone is kind of closer to getting uh, getting their uh, mission accomplished here. Uh, and, Gadget, you could you could resist either of those if you want, but you'd have to resist them individually.
2: Uh, in order to resist that, you have to be all people <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been doing some good peopleing though, Gadget. Believe in yourself. Solomon's afraid of you.
2: all right um all right so if people are being confused because the people in the parade are missing their marks how about i just yell at them until they stop sucking and start marching to the beat of the drum come on people
0: (laughs) all right and are you yelling more at the delts or at the junkers
2: uh let's go yell at the delts i got a lot of pent-up aggression to get out
0: all right, yep, getting folks in order. And, uh, you know, I think Solomon somewhere like winces just hearing uh, Gadget raising oh. her voice. <laughs> oh
1: um, my god, your dad <laughs> probably has little tears of pride in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing his kid take charge with the delts, he knows. You gotta Well, be- Oh!
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> no! that's, that's fine, I'm Stress. I'm just gonna
2: stop rolling dice today, guys. <laughs> Holy moly.
0: That was a double... That was Snake Eyes on the yep. resolve roll of two.
5: Oof.
2: Oof. All right. So.
0: Oh, my God. And you would actually be out if you hadn't uh, taken that... Uh, what was oh. it? Thrill Seekers? Thrill Seekers, yep. The Thrill Seekers upgrade. So
2: I am very stressed out. This no. is way too much peopling for one day, guys. Uh, <laughs> th- I'm an introvert. This is taking a lot of energy, and uh, I'm I'm done.
1: <laughs> no, catch gotcha. it.
0: The delts get back on their mark. Um, would you like to resist the Junkers break? Nope, <laughs> nope. <that's, laughs> they're good. <laughs> they're fine. All right. That's uh, understandable. And also, um, I have a question for you, Quell. Uh, yes. You had that one overflow from your cool crit last time would you like to apply it to the privateer's break and tell me some way that you're, um, you're tuning. Yes. A tuning, uh, is helping you here and, and slowing yes. them down. Okay. So, Cause you could also keep it banked, but I wanted to well, offer. Well,
1: here, I was actually thinking about this. And so Quell doesn't know everything that's gone down between August and gadget and Gadget's father. Quell was inside. Um, but Quell does, does Quell know that the privateers are coming? Cause she was around when like uh poor gasket and Augustine were talking with decoy. Cause she wasn't going to just leave decoy by herself.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm assuming that you've all shared this okay. pertinent information yeah. by this point.
1: All right. So she, as she is attuned, especially with the assistance of decoy to all of these amazing silica plankton who are able to clearly shift and move the manifold. Um, and she, in this attuning, she conveyed um, that like decoy and herself and the people she was with were working closely with spirits, that they were going to be reunited with others like them, um, that they meant to like help uh, Subita and the people of Subita and the Ascending Fortress itself. She also tries to convey her, her worry and distress at the privateers and like kind of uses, cause again, they don't use words when you're attending use like imagery and emotional experience. She kind of pictures like these, you know, these people with guns and how they might like harm the people of Subita, how they might harm the junkers. Cause she was really worried about her friend Rai and like was t- told Rai, like, don't, don't be a hero. Like if you have mm-hmm. to get a shooting starts, get out. Yeah. Um, you know, and and kind of like focuses on like the that pain of loss and like the injustice of it and mm-hmm. the fear of like future pain, like kind of paints it almost like as an emotional movie mm-hmm. um, and like asks the plankton uh, to help prevent that from happening by blocking the privateers by like whether that's getting them in the manifold and getting them lost in like an eternally looping labyrinth or uh, just like sealing up a door or whatever they're capable of. Cause she doesn't know what they're capable of. So she can't tell them explicitly what to do, but she makes it very clear that if the Privateers get in and they get into the court of the fortress, they'll hurt people. And she doesn't know that, but she thinks they will. So.
0: Okay. Uh, you get the impression as you um, as you attune with them again, um, or maybe as part of this first time, right. that they are they are reticent to uh, to directly engage with anyone who isn't like the few children of the wire caretakers that they've known mm-hmm. over the probably centuries, mm-hmm. um, but. They, you get the feeling that they um, are taking on board your concerns um, and they will endeavor to, at least in subtle ways, make it more difficult for the privateers to act here.
1: That makes me glad. And before she disengages, Quell kind of paints this image of the fortress and like the fortress and zooming all the way in into each individual sil- uh, little uh, plankton that they are collectively, like, the heart of this Landberg and all the people who live within it. And in doing so, she kind of, like, makes it like a you're not alone. You are the heart of this whole organism that is Subita and all the people who reside here. Like, you're, you are connected with all of them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where she leaves it.
0: Okay. Um... I think we get a um, quick shot of Vert trying to keep a calm and uh, (laughs) welcoming demeanor demeanor as he argues with, um, I think it would be, uh, let's see, what was Zink's mom? Uh, Zink's, Zink's mom who wasn't like the superintendent?
3: tinny and lamina
0: uh vert is arguing with tinny about getting this uh, parade out of the way uh and tinny is just not being at all cooperative she is crossing her arms and saying like well if i could see your permits for moving these people through and Verts <laughs> just saying like well we don't have permits but do you have a permit for this parade and then tinny is like we don't do permits on subita, but <laughs> if you're on subita you need a permit um and yeah, it's it's slowing them down. Beautiful. Of
1: course, sinks moms are super cool.
0: Tinny uses the power of bureaucracy. <laughs> I, I think Lamina is sitting uh, on a uh, float behind her, and they're just like they have a big wrench that they were using on one of the floats, and they're just narrowing their eyes at Vert. Oh, Lamina,
1: you're so buff. Lamina is the one that's from Dime, like me. Yep. Lamin has eaten a lot of Auntie Gina's chicken soup and <laughs> can fight off quite a few things.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh And we cut to the Beluga crew, um, I think emerging from the um, the manifold because you had the, the tunnels were set for you. Uh, and you surface at the air gap. Um it's a little eerie in here because there's just kind of the dull roar of the sand, the uh, the sand kind of cresting up from around the edges of the landberg and back through the um, into kind of the the interior of the um, of the ascending fortress here. Uh, and you can actually see daylight from underneath. Uh, it's it's dim because a lot of the sand is blocking it, but there's there's a decent amount of daylight in here. And just as the schematics led you to believe, it is a sort of a, a big unbroken ring, um, and you can see faintly. It's well, the the sand maybe isn't as uh, the sand isn't as intense as it would be if the fortress was fully operational. You get that impression, you know, just from having flown by Subita before. Like the sand just isn't moving as much as it used to um seems like something is keeping it going on some level um but it is still kind of obscuring your view a little bit of the terminal core on the far side so what do you do here